welcome to episode 89 of Crack the Customer Code. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with someone else who appreciates you listeners, Adam Toporek. Adam, how are you? I am wonderful, but I'm feeling a little left out. No name. I, you know, I, I, I pre- yeah, maybe I could be the appreciator. The appreciator. Yes, just like the enforcer, <laughs> but different. You, you always give me a name. I do. Sorry. I just... But I do appreciate... Know, I, I appreciate you, Jeannie, most of all. Oh, I can I can feel it. <laughs> and our listeners. But you know what I appreciate, Jeannie? Is What's that? Your smartphone. <laughs> Mine bugs the heck out of me, but I appreciate yours. <laughs> I like my smartphone a lot. I use the heck out of my smartphone. Yes. I, you know, I read an article about go, I went to a dumb phone or something. It's called something yeah. like that. It was really interesting, and I think I may do it. Where you just carry around a dumb phone? Yeah. You just, you're just like, people have to call you. Oh, see, that's insanity. <laughs> that's insanity. How do you tweet and Instagram and <laughs> Snapchat and all of that? I do that stuff all, all the time. Yes, you like, do. You're very connected. I also use it for like real work too. Like you can be so productive on a phone these days. I can look up, you know, things like when I need to write something, I can look up research on my phone when I'm waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> I can look up my bank statements. I can do all sorts of things. And that is actually the topic of our conversation today is you are doing all those things on your phone. I am. And, and I'm proud of so it. So am I as much as I'd like to say I'm not. Yeah, I mean, we live, we're tethered to these things. I mean, you've had the discussion with me where Renee and I, we have basically two types of vacations. We have phone on vacations and phone <laughs> off vacations. If we get, like every three years, we may get a phone off vacation. And nice. I don't post Facebook pictures. I don't do any of the stuff people do on vacations because if I do, the phone is on. Yep. And yep. then the email's on, and eventually, you know, it, it calls out to you, and you slip up. So we'll lock them in the safe. We'll take them out for safety, but they won't, we won't power them on in some cases. But it's because you're always on it. And what's interesting is that addiction, that mm-hmm. the way we're using this is leaving a trail. It's leaving a data trail about all of us. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what's so... Scary is not quite the right word, but so (laughs) challenging today about being a parent of a tween. (laughs) (laughs) We we know that they are using their phones. I mean, I had no idea that my 11-year-old was using his phone to take so much video. He takes so much video. And it's of really inane, silly stuff that nobody would want to see a video of. He just, because it's there, he takes it. And I was thinking about how even that, like he's probably... You know, because he's in the iCloud and this and that. And I always know where he is because we have all these services that help us with geolocation and everything. If I know where he is, then somebody else out there in the in the cloud, in the right. <laughs> Skylab. What do you what do you keep telling me is gonna <laughs> Skynet, yes. You Skynet. Really get you up on your terminator. <laughs> but it's you know, we are all behaving in certain ways where data is connecting all these dots together. We have to look at it this way. First of all, most likely you're not the target of anybody's real interest. Right. Big picture. 
and to the point that this is true for you, but in the end, everything you do is a tell. Mm-hmm. Every video you take, every picture you take, every place you go, it is all a tell, so to speak, about who you are and what you do. And uh, we looked up some stats. It's interesting. So 57% have used their phone for online banking. 62% mm-hmm. have used it to look up a health condition. Yeah. So that tells you <laughs> that if somebody's interested in finding out, you know, a little bit more about you, that's a pretty easy way to do it in some ways. And, you know, people apply for jobs on the phone now. And we actually talked about this in one of our episodes. We talked about how people are coming out with these apps to make that process easier. But you think about what you put on a job application and how personal that can be. And you're just kind of flying it through your phone. And, uh, and most people have horrible, terrible senses of what cybersecurity is on a personal yep. level. I mean, most people really just don't know whether they're being right. safe or not. They go, oh, it's secure, secure form. Well, that depends. Is it secure? Yes, if you ha- don't have anything else insecure running on your phone because you clicked on the wrong email or downloaded the wrong app. Or So there's a lot to it, and most people don't know whether they are um, basically exposed or not. Right. And I think part of that is they don't make it easy to tell either, frankly. And But we are so addicted to these little machines. 52% of smartphone owners, and I would say that that sounds low to me, check it a few times an hour or more. I bet that number is going to just keep going up. A few times an hour? Oh, I wish I'd gotten some stats. I will add it to the show notes, people. Uh, I actually have a stat that it's much more than that. It's much more. It's yeah. That one sounds low to me. Yeah. And I've also heard that like one of the reasons that mobile payment is becoming so big is because we are more likely to notice our mobile phone is missing a lot sooner than when we notice our wallet's missing. You can go an average of 48 hours sometimes before figuring out your wallet's gone. Most people go 15 minutes or less without realizing that they left their phone somewhere. So you can go back to the restaurant. You can you can turn off the payment very quickly, all of those things. So security is actually better for mobile payment is the theory because of that frequency. Right. I mean, that's the question. But there's so many other ways that's exposed. So it's really interesting how it goes. But so our listeners may be wondering, why are we sitting here just <laughs> talking about how addicted we are all to our phones? And the reason is this, this trail, this pattern is now being used by organizations. And in a very scary way, you're going you're gonna to go, hey, Skynet, you, you weren't so far <laughs> off, Adam. Because it's, it's actually very frightening how they're being used. And it gets more frightening when you realize industry consolidation, macroeconomics, all my favorite topics, mm-hmm. when you have less options if all big companies start doing this. So let's talk a little bit about it. So lenders are saying they can use data about how you use your phone, like the apps you download, mm-hmm. how often you check them, how you even how you enter contacts. Entering last names is linked to more creditworthiness. Yes, I love that one. What? <laughs> and basically, they can use this data to determine whether they should give you a loan. They, can, they have found patterns in this data to say whether you are creditworthy, whether you will repay your loan, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it is frightening because they're basically asking for people's phones. Well, or, and I or think can they can? But I think the other thing, this is this is what is both great and not so great when you look at just data as like a general topic, because people get really excited about the idea that we can line up all these 
data points and then also plug in an, a really smart algorithm and come up with this perfect solution. But honestly, human beings are so complex, no matter how much research you do, no matter how much you study human behavior, people are going to not fit into all of these little boxes so neatly. And so I think this is what is so challenging about this, because in an ideal state, we might say, yeah, okay, well, I'm creditworthy and I want them to know that. So here, here's all my information and not really have an issue with that. But what else will they want to know about you or what else will they extrapolate about you that you're not even thinking of? I mean, one of the points that we read about was that they even check how often you charge your phone. That can give them data points. Um, <laughs> right. And, you know, how uh, how many incoming text messages you receive. All of these, like, weird things. What does that really say about you? It's just, it, it seems a little beyond the scope of what I think is reasonable, but I also think that it's coming no matter what we do. This is the future. This is what's going to happen. I think this is one of the arguments, you know, for you know, not a completely for a market with rules, because this is where government can step in. This is where you can regulate that. Look, there are certain things you, you cannot deny lending because somebody won't hand you their phone. Right. You can, you know, and things like that. I mean, there, there's got to be some limits because it's a this is a sort of scary little step to go over here. For one reason, you can't get the data back. So what you're talking about was okay. What what do they? What else do they extrapolate? Right. Well, how about this? What happens when they go back to it in five years and you want to do something else? Yep. And you go, well, I'm in a different place in my life. I was 25. I'm now married. I've got a kid. I'm mm -hmm. 30. I'm my life's. I've got a job. I've been, you know, okay. So well, this is what we have. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is our pattern. And this, you know, our, our data shows that people who were irresponsible when they're 25 will stay, most of them will stay irresponsible when they're 30. Right. 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 I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's pretty scary. So it's interesting how, let's talk about the customer experience of it. How would you react? It's obviously not prevalent now. No, it's but not even, I don't think, even don't think, think it's approved. It, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. so but this is future talk. How would you, Jeannie, react if the bank you've been at for 10 years, you went to get a line of credit on your house, whatever, and they asked you to do this and said, we can't do it unless you give us your phone? I Today, I would say no way. No way. But I don't know in five years if this will become so common. And also, they might not ask for my phone. They might just say, sign here, and that gives them access to the records. Like, that's kind of how it works today, right? Like, we give we give permission to lenders to go check us out with credit reports and banking and mortgages and all those things. So this might be something that they can just access without us actually explicitly giving approval in some cases. Well, that, the good news is, well, yeah, well, right now it's, yeah, it's hard because those industries are set up for that. There would be a quite an outcry, I would imagine, if uh, Verizon said, okay, we're going to start giving all of your data to Experian. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Right, right. There, there, we'd hope there would be an outcry. <laughs> hope be an outcry. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. Yeah, but I mean, I who knows what the future holds with this? And I think that if if people really protest it and say this is not right, then there might be a chance. But honestly, some of this is coming out of a silicon some silicon valley lending startups and so if they're getting investment and if they're getting support from the big players in the industry that might be a hard 
freight train to stop coming. You know what I mean? So I think that there is, there's a lot around this because where does it stop would be my, my one question. What else are they getting at? And, you know, what happens if there's a data breach? So if somebody, I mean, phones are incredibly personal to people and they do a lot of things with their phones that they don't necessarily want the world knowing about. And so text messages and things like that, that we consider private communication, if those are all released, that could be embarrassing. It could be like the Sony email scandal times a billion. Right. Absolutely. I mean, there's phones are used for private personal communication. Right. They're used for communication with your child. These for communication mm -hmm. with your spouse friends, business colleagues, mm -hmm. they are absolutely at the heart of your privacy at this point. Right. And right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a bridge too far. Mm -hmm. So the lesson here is try not to need a bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put everything under the mattress. That's what exactly. we're, that's what we're saying. And the podcast is now going to be written on a stone tablet where no more <laughs> electronics. Jeannie's going off the grid. I'm going to follow her. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't make it a day. You, you know make that. It a day. <laughs> I could make it a. I could make it a week. That's about it. Yeah, completely off the grid. Well, it depends. I mean, you mean like electrical grid and no TV, or just mean like, can I lock my phone in the safe for vacation for a week? I can lock my phone, in, and I do that actually because a lot of times we go international, and I purposely don't pay for that country, so that Forces I know that, you, right? <laughs> that I turn off data. I just like Good. put it away. Um, so. I condone that. But at the same time, if you, if you were just like, yeah, I'm just going to go off the grid for a while, I don't know. I think I'd start twitching. I can, only, <laughs> I can only do it on vacation because, as you pointed out, and it's very important, it's integral to my business. Yeah, it is, exactly. I mean, I, it's how I function in business. So I could not function off the grid because all right. of my business is on the grid. Right. I wouldn't even know how to call you on a landline phone. <laughs> <laughs> Do we both have them? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I know, exactly. So uh, what is our? What are we taking away from this, Jeannie? Oh, by the way, I found it because I knew right where it was. Let's add a little thing. We switch devices. It is, uh, we switch devices 21 times an hour. What do you mean we switch devices? We switch our attention back and forth but, oh, uh, I by see. digital okay. device, uh, between devices 21 times an hour on average. That's the stat. That's it's actually, it was in the book. It's from Be Your Customer Zero. So, yeah, and that nuts. So, that goes to show you uh, we are leaving a trail and it's a very erratic uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. short attention span. I know. I don't, I, I'd hate to step through that data myself, but whatever. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> What's our well, takeaway, Judy? I, I think the takeaway is number one, that I think today when we think about big data and how we use all of these tools, we're not thinking about something this personal. We're not thinking about something that comes to this level, but that's where it's going. And so one thing is, you know, communication is key, right? Like if, if Verizon or whoever, let's not just say Verizon, any mobile company said, you know what, we are going to partner with Experian and it's going to affect your credit without really explaining that without really asking for customer feedback or input, that would be a bad day for everybody. And so I, I would hope that if anybody's thinking about this kind of personal analysis, that you share that with your customers. But I don't know. I can't see the future, but I, uh, I don't like where this one's going. <laughs> well, that's the catch. I mean, four, four cell phones, uh, mobile providers have 93% of the market share. Mm -hmm. So if all four decide to do it, that's where it gets really scary. Right. That's where, you know, the, the antidote to this is competition and choice. 
somebody yeah. does it and you say, well, fine, if you're going to do that, I'm going to go to the guy next door. You're going to lose my business. Great. That mm-hmm. doesn't work when there's four options and they all four, all four do it. Right. But and, then that would be colluding, wouldn't it? No, not if it's a choice. Not if they just all, <laughs> well, whatever. I'm not a lawyer. Any <laughs> lawyers you can write in, we'll have you on the show. But here's the lesson I'm taking away, which is the machines are taking over, as you know. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> yep. And seriously, it's just because you can do something as an organization doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And there's a long-term value. There's a value to trust. And there's a value to the type of relationship you have with your customers. And I think that some of these things can be very short-sighted for organizations because they put you in a box. And it's sort mm-hmm. of like that post I just wrote recently on the banks. You know, they put you in a box. You're stuck there. Fine. They keep you as a client, but you lose their business. You lose their loyalty. And eventually, you, it, you know, it doesn't pay for itself. It's true. Long-term thinking should win and often doesn't. But that would be nice if it did. All right. We hope you enjoyed episode 89 of Crack the Customer Code, brought to you by 360 Connect. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. <laughs> Do you know your customer experience mission? Our mission at 360 Connect is to create fewer ruined days for customers. We help our clients with workshops to create their own missions and deliver more for their customers. Find out more about our half day to clarity workshops at 360connects.com slash speaking. That's 360-C-O-N-N-E-X-T.com slash speaking. And I am Adam Tapork. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersthatstick.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Jeannie Walters, and it means a lot to us when you share this podcast with your network and leave us reviews on iTunes. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.